You want your Burt Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted, and dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. So right off the bat, a Halloween confession. I was that house last night. You gave out raisins? Not that bad. Okay. I wasn't that that house. What about toothpaste? You've been to a house that gives out toothpaste? Have you never been to a dentist's house? Sometimes they give you those little Halloween toothpaste. They do. Oh, you got to get your house rolled. You do that. (laughs) I'm the nerd who loved it. Really? I was like, ooh, something different. Okay, let's go through this list for a second then. What would make you the worst house on the block? Okay, toothpaste doesn't get any worse than that, I don't think. We had a house that gave away pennies. Pennies. You got one. Penny. <laughs> one penny. Yes, he had him, and it's it an elderly man. He had them all lined up on his table, like right there by the front door. And you walked up and said, "Trick or treat," and he'd be like, "Ding, penny." <laughs> oh no, you don't. You can't beat that. Go to his house enough, you have a little nice little nest egg. I know, right? Okay, I feel a little bit better about my house then. Good. So we're here. that's why we're here, Bert. It's just to make you feel better. Well, you're gonna need to do that a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> Be listening in the 7.30. That's where I'm really going to need it. Um, so things have been kind of nutty in my world these days. So I'll give myself a little bit of grace. But it hits me that about 4.15 yesterday, and I live in a pretty stacked neighborhood. There's a lot of kids in the neighborhood. It hits me at 4.15. I've got no candy. Oh, no. It's 4.15 on Halloween night. I've got no candy for trick-or-treaters. Zero. It's the last thing on my to-do list. I mean, you literally got less than an hour to get your stuff together. So I haul ass over to Target, right? There's one in every corner in America. <laughs> so I go a quarter mile down the road, and I sprint to the candy, the Halloween section, because these little buggers come out at 4.30 these days, <laughs> right? They don't wait till dark anymore, uh-huh, no. right? Starts around 4.30. So 4.15, I go over there, and you guys, as could be predicted, there's virtually zero candy left. <laughs> I mean, it is a cemetery. It is coffin after coffin of empty coffers of candy. There is nothing left. Reese's gone. Snick's Snickers, gone. Everything, all the variety packs, everything, gone. Aisles and aisles and aisles. The only thing really left, maybe some random Reese's, and the majority left, for good reason, the York Peppermint Patties. (laughs) (laughs) So I grab like five bags of York Peppermint Patties. I bring them back to my house. Um... I put them in in two containers in the front of the house because I didn't want to answer the door all night. I've been doing other stuff in the house. Uh, so I put them in two containers, and that was at 4.30. And I checked again at 5.05. All the candy was gone for the night. Half an hour gone. Yeah, somebody, somebody yeah, just took the whole bowl. And literally, and I put this on Instagram, one of the kids must have bit into the peppermint patty and hated it and put the rest right there on my stairs. <laughs> like, huh, I've never seen this before. What is this? <laughs> and I'm not even mad at him because that is the worst, right? It's not a penny, but it's close. It's really close. Now, you had your first night trick-or-treating last night? First time ever in my life trick-or-treating. Do tell. I would never do it again. <laughs> I, I, I am one and done. It, um, it hits different as a kid, man. Yeah, I think so. I think you really do have to be a kid to enjoy it. I mean, the kids that I was there with, they enjoyed it, and I don't think they knew how much I hated it. But, I, yeah, I, I was not enjoying myself, man. That is not fun. I realized I don't like going door-to-door asking people for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's not, it wasn't, but it got off to not the greatest of starts, which I don't. it wasn't completely on me. So my cousin wanted to pick me up. She she called herself wanting to do me the favor because I, I told her I can just meet you there. It's not a problem. But she's like, I'm asking you to come out with the family. I can at least come and get you. So then she was late to come and get me. And when she came and got me and picked me up, she accidentally left her phone in my apartment. So we were like already off and running when she realized she didn't have her phone. So we had to drive back to get her phone. And then in the process of her getting her phone, I forgot my phone. So the entire night, I don't have a phone, and I didn't want to go back and get it. I'm like, it's fine. There were traffic. So they were blowing her phone up, fully dressed. The kids is like, where are you? We are ready to go. We didn't know you were going to take this long to go get Mo. Yeah. We could have just went without him, and now I feel horrible. <laughs> but uh, And I also realized I probably should have like coordinated the costume thing. Because it just didn't make any sense. Like, one of my cousins was a cowboy. My other cousin was like a skeleton of some sort. And then I was... Like the boss from Squid Games. It just, <laughs> I just stood out. <laughs> I, had, I just felt like I had no sense of being there. But it was interesting. Like how 
I guess to see the difference in how everybody does Halloween, like that part was interesting because when I got there, I didn't really know how we were going to do it, but they live in a nice community. So it was like two blocks. They were like, we're just going to go two blocks up and then come going across the street and come two blocks back, which I was like, okay, that's cool. Cause it was colder than I thought it was going to be too, but cool. And every door was like a different adventure. Like there were doors that, uh, there was one door in particular who <laughs> hates candy. And, like, hates Halloween, but you wouldn't have known because they did decorate. But when you got there, there was, like, this list of how all the popular candies, like, what kind of, like, how many grams of sugar? Shut are up. Each one. You're it, lying. It was like, like a handout for everybody? No, it was, it was so the in the in the basket, there was, like, a bunch of random stuff, like uh, pencils, toothpaste, like, just random stuff, super random. But there was a literal list of, like, okay, if you want to eat uh, Skittles. Um, definitely getting diabetes. Forty five grams of sugar. Oh, you, it, it's like a like a list of all of them. Like if you want to, basically, like if you want to keep killing your children, yeah. go ahead and keep wow. going door to door and taking candy. But this is how much sugar is in it. This is what it's going to lead to. Please and tell me like, you took a wow. picture of this. I didn't have my yes. phone. Oh. Right. I, I probably would have if I had it. But yeah, and I didn't think to. But then there were then there were doors when it was like. I mean, they were going all out. People were, like, answering the door, scaring you, which that was cool, and they would have a bunch of candy. One guy only gave out king-size candies. That's all he had. That's the- That was really cool. Yeah. That was all he had. Then there were other doors. There was, like, oh, it was, like, take one, please. Uh-huh. That, that doesn't work. I don't know if people think that works. Most of those baskets were empty yeah. by the time we got there. Like, I don't think people take one. Yeah, so- my, my favorite is my uh, neighbor across the street, he, because um, uh, there's so many kids, and parents want to walk with their kids, so a lot of houses just leave candy out in bowls, right? Yeah. And so he did, but he had a sign that said, please take two. I watch you. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard some kids who'd be like, I, he's got cameras. I know he does. And so they made sure to only take two pieces of candy. I saw a video on TikTok last week of the same type deal where he put a sign up saying, just take two pieces, puts the bowl out, right? And some teenagers had come up uh, and grabbed the entire bowl. And it was like a uh, a, pra- uh, a practical joke. Like, shocking bowl? Yeah, it electrocuted them. Electrocuted them a little bit. So they dropped it, and then it turns out a couple of years ago, somebody in the neighborhood did it, and they got sued. Wow. So they're not even selling that thing anymore. <laughs> wow. That's funny. But, yeah, no, it was, it was. I did like the part of the kids, like, uh, trading candy, like it was trading cards. Yeah. That, that was pretty cool to see. Like, yeah. all of the kids in the neighborhood who knew each other would see what they had, and they would trade them. It was it was an interesting experience, <laughs> but it, it is certainly for the kids. It, yeah. it is not for a grown man. Trick-or-treating was an interesting experience. It was, it was okay. interesting. <laughs> I think I'm one and done, but at least I can say I did it. Yes, I did it. I got the experiences out of the way. You can. The Burt Show. All right, moving on now. So is it completely desperate <laughs> for somebody to offer you any amount of money, any amount, just to go out with you? That's yeah. called prostitution. Huh? Well, <laughs> in this case. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell if this is a trick or a treat that this guy is playing on me. So... I have maybe girl boss a little bit too close to the sun. I come on here and I talk about how I'm just in this slump in my dating life where I'm really at a low point in terms of male attention. I talked about going to DC and wearing red nail polish specifically so that I would get hit on. I redownloaded the dating apps. Like I'm putting out all bat signals saying I'm open for business and I need to turn them off. I need to turn them off because it's going a little bit too far. So I don't always get hit on in my DMs, but when I do, I absolutely read them for my own validation. And so there's just been this one person in my DMs over the last couple of months that shoots me a couple of DMs. I read them. I giggle to myself and then I move on just because I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go out with somebody who slides into my DMs just because you, I don't know who this person is. They could be a total stranger. And nine times out of ten, their profile is on private. Completely different experience for a guy in radio as it is for a girl in radio. <laughs> in what way? <laughs> well, because you, you have to protect yourself more. Yeah. Guys, guys in radio are like, okay, green light. It's, <laughs> it's a girl. So I did this. I don't know if it was an Ask Me Anything or I did something on, oh, last week on my Instagram story, I did one of those open question responses on my Instagram story where you can go in and you can respond to a question. So I was asking people about that list that had come out where people were listing off the worst places to take your date on a first date. And I was like, which ones are your hard nose? Let me know. And so one guy responded to it and was like, well, I'm trying to take you to XYZ place. 
when are we going there? And so I click on his profile. It's the same guy who's been DMing me and his profile's on private. And so I screenshot all the responses and I'm making little captions to all of these different responses about, you know, whether or not somebody wants to go to Applebee's for a first date or not. And then I get to his response and I make a little caption and I said, y'all got to stop putting your profiles on private because I'm shallow. <laughs> so then this guy DMs me. He's like, I'm off private now. I'm off private now. I don't care at this point. I'm not going out with somebody in my DMs. I'm not trying to get murdered. It is spooky season. So then all of a sudden, about an hour later, I get a friend request on my Venmo and I can see that it's the same guy that it's been up in my DMs. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder what he wants on my Venmo. Also, how did he find me? And then the next day I get another notification from my Venmo with the guy, same name and it says XYZ person has paid you $10 oh. and the caption just says Thursday coffee. No. And so oh. I'm like, is this so I can get coffee for myself or is this a, his way of asking me out by paying me for my attention? Wow. Yeah. Well, he gets A for creative points. I will give him that. And he's get he gets an A for getting pretty close to a felony <laughs> for stalking, right? <laughs> I don't know what the right thing to do in this situation is because I'm not. I, again, I have a rule: I don't go out with strangers on the internet unless they're on a dating app. Yeah, that's uh, right. I, yeah. I just made that note right here. How are DMs different from a dating app? I don't. I don't know. It just seems like if you're on a dating app, I can see your location. I can see if you actually live in the city that I live in. I feel like I've been on enough dating app dates that it just feels more normal to me a dm just feels like such a risk like anybody can create a profile anybody can you know say that they that this these are their photos dating apps you have to verify your face so it feels a little bit safer i know it's not always that's not always mm -hmm. the case but yeah i don't know I, I agree with that because, I mean, people get scammed all the time on on social media apps. So I think there is a, a while it might be minuscule, <laughs> there is a level of security when it comes to um, using dating apps as opposed to social media apps. I, I'm going to give you another tip and trick because I saw this real and I was, it was about a single girl looking for a guy. And she goes, I'm scoping out all the guys in the TSA pre-check because the government's already done the background check. Oh, so <laughs> kind of smart. Not an awful idea. Yeah. The government's already done the backup ch uh, background check, so that's half the work done. Now I just have to figure out which one I think is <laughs> Show me a screenshot of your TSA pre-check. <laughs> and you're much closer to a date. That's not bad. Not now, bad. Also, I am not not going into the regular check-in line when I'm at the airport. So if you're at the TSA line, that means we can also travel together. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm conflicted. Do I send him the money back? What do I do? I buy myself a nice coffee? What What do I do with this man's money? Uh, yeah. Um, do you send the money back? Hell no. Dude took a shot. I, I, I would say keep it, but I feel like if you keep it, you might have to block him on everything because he, yeah. he probably going to feel like you owe him something. That might be true, too. Yeah. You don't yeah. know what kind of mentality you're dealing with here. Yeah. Maybe I'll pay him some more money with gratuity. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Before I tell you about this Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian news, I've got to clear up some rumors that I was a part of spreading. So Matthew Perry passed over the weekend, which of course we all know by this point, but there was this weird rumor going around that Lisa Kudrow was gonna be taking care of his dog, Alfred. And we thought, oh my God, so sweet. We talked about it yesterday. Well, turns out, according to People Magazine, he doesn't even own that dog anymore. So Lisa Kudrow has no part in taking care of this dog anymore. Mm. Uh, Don't you just love how stuff like that? Because we, we did say... I, and I remember us talking about this yesterday, yeah. and I was even the one that brought it up because I saw it circulating that it hadn't been confirmed, but it's being reported that that's a possibility, which would be very sweet. Yeah. And people just love to start yeah. stories like that with no basis. They take a grain of truth, <clears throat> and who knows, she might have pet the dog at one point, and they, <laughs> and they had a picture of it. They take it, this grain of truth, and then they turn it into a huge rumor. Yeah. Yeah. So he owned Alfred with his ex fiance, and she's now the sole owner of that dog. So gotcha. Lisa Kudrow is dog child free. Now back on to Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. So Travis Barker revealed on the One Life, One Chance podcast that their baby is actually due this week. And he 
did something kind of unusual for celebs. I feel like normally they keep the name under wraps. It's very secretive. Mm -hmm. They don't want anyone to know. They want it to be a big reveal. But he had no problem revealing what the name of their newborn son is going to be. And he said it's named Rocky. Now, when I first read this, I thought, oh my God, he named it after the Rocky movies. Mm -hmm. Well, when I was cleaning up the script, because I immediately thought, oh, it's the Rocky movies. It's not related to the Rocky movies at all. So it's actually inspired by a guitar player from a band called Suicidal Tendencies, whose name is Rocky George. I guess they uh, both must love this guy and are naming their son after him. It won't matter. People will think it's Rocky Balboa. 100%. (laughs) That was my first thought when I read it. I was like, oh, they must love the Rocky movies. Sylvester Stallone's probably thrilled right now. ASAP Rocky should just go around telling everybody his name after him. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Flava Flav had a rather memorable take on the national anthem. <laughs> when you're listening to a podcast, but you do it one or two slower than and instead of right. doing one or two faster. Yeah. <laughs> it's still better than, uh, was it Fergie that tried to yes. make it all sexy? Better years than ago? Fergie. It's better than Carl Lewis. Yeah. Better than better Roseanne. Than Roseanne. Yeah. yeah. It's better than a few of them. Yeah, well, people were absolutely handing it to him on social media talking about how interesting his rendition on the <laughs> national anthem was and he said he don't care and he's got two more invitations from other NBA teams to sing I, at their games. I ain't gonna lie but I was kind of proud of myself after I did it. There's a lot of people that when they sing the national anthem they sing it their own way so what I did I sing it my way. I don't care whoever says how badly I sounded. I know one thing I got all the words right. There's two other NBA teams right now that invited me. I'm just not going to say who they are right now. If that's your baseline, (laughs) just getting the words right to the song, (laughs) you maybe shouldn't be singing it in public. Especially if it takes you 25 minutes. (laughs) Come on, man. He did it. I mean, if he doesn't sound bad, it just took an eternity. And it's the man who wears a clock all the time. It just makes no sense. (laughs) Okay, speaking of the NBA, Kim Kardashian's underwear brand Skims is now the official underwear partner of the NBA, and I believe the WNBA, too. Gotta hold them pearls in tight. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the the visual, Chris. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm sure you really appreciate that hand gesture I just gave you. I'm not exactly sure what Skims on dudes look like. Are they the same type thing as women? It's it's not like the body shape wear so much as I mean she, there, there's she's got underwear like she's got like and we we now know she just says she has her brand new nipple bras so it's mm. not just the slimming shape wear it's it's other stuff as well. So it's like Calvin Klein type stuff except it's for dudes. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, can you imagine if those WNBA players are just given the nipple bras and forced to wear <laughs> oh, them God. for oh, the entire God. game? God. Hey, they might actually make more of a profit. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Sex sells, man. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, unfortunately. SZA says she felt like Drake was trying to sabotage her on their most recent collab. It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Our audio producer, Kaylee, not going to be in a good mood this morning. Just woken up in the worst possible way, he says. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't ideal. Um, actually, this was Saturday night. Saturday? You're still mad. Still mad. <laughs> still mad. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was very awkward. So... My neighbor, uh, one of my neighbors was having a party and a Halloween party because, you know, uh, they don't do that on Tuesday nights. They do it typically on Saturday nights. And so uh, my mom came over and hung out with the kids with my aunt and we went over um, to the party and we're sitting there hanging out. And I don't normally stay long. Uh, I'll normally dip out. Like, what do they say? An Irish goodbye? They, right, you just kind of disappear. Like, where do you go? Well, you waved. There is no waving. Right. You just dip. I do that all the time, man. I just get too buzzed, and I'm like, if I start saying goodbye, then everybody's going to be like, no, don't leave. And then you realize, like, once you leave, nobody cares. I do this all the time. Yeah, I nobody cares. Yep. Right? Oh, it won't be the same. And then you leave, and they're like, what? It's never changed at all. Well, apparently, I have a track record of not hanging out long. See, the thing is, is I don't, if I have some drinks, like, I can't tell you the last time I've been drunk. Mm -hmm. So, I don't even know if my wife's ever actually seen me really drunk. I just don't get drunk. I don't drink that much. Mm -hmm. So, I don't want to sit around drinking all night. And, right, especially and, and, with people that are drinking, because then it gets right because the worst. they get obnoxious and they just start getting on my nerves. So you know, about 
Yeah, an hour and a half. Yeah. It's probably about my time. And then I, I kind of get grief from my wife. Like, you never want to hang out. Like, <laughs> everyone's always asking, why doesn't... Why didn't Kaylee want to hang out with us? And I'm like, it's not that. I'm right. just, I don't want to be stumbling in at three in the morning and then feel like ass the next day. It's just, <laughs> you know? Trust me, it's not fun. Yeah. So, like, we went over there at like nine and then at about 10 30 or 11. And I wanted to relieve my mom of having to, you know, I'm sure she was getting tired. So I did say goodbye to my wife and the host of the house and I dipped. Um, and I left Erin there to do what she does, which is probably rage on all night. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, well, I'll probably only be an hour. I'm like, yeah, sure you will. <laughs> sure you will. If you come home in an hour, I will be mind blown. Just one drink. Yeah. That's just going to stay that. for a little bit. And as I'm walking out the door, they're like, who wants fireball? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I do that. I go home. And I... Kate, get the kids in bed, and it's like 11, then 12, and then I pass out, and then it's 1. I even open my eyes at like 1, and I'm like, okay, she's still not back. Come like 2 a.m., I hear some like fumbling in the like kitchen, and uh, my eyes are closed, and I don't know, it was like, I felt like it was like 20 minutes later. I wake up, sort of, and I open my eye, and there is my wife sitting there. Petting a giant bullfrog what? in my bed. She's like, look at it. Now and it's like... And you don't have a... <laughs> like, you know, it's, little, it's little neck, like, bubbling. And I'm like, what in the hell are you doing with that thing in my bed? And then it's like... She put it down, and it's like jumping around my bed. And I'm like. <laughs> and I'm guessing you guys don't have like a pet bullfrog. This is one we she. We don't have a pet frog. <laughs> now, I have a koi pond in my back. We, I mean, you do, there are a lot of frogs. And she was like, there are so many out there tonight. I just sat on the front step, and there were just tons of them. But I found her. And I'm like, how do you know it's a her? And, and, and she's sitting there, she picked it back up and she's just petting it. She's like, isn't she beautiful? I'm like, get that thing out of my bedroom. <laughs> Your wife is interesting. She is the best. Uh, I mean, like, and she's like, look, she enjoys it and the frog just... <laughs> I'm like, who does this? I'm trying to go to sleep. I, I want to go back to bed. I've had a hundred nights like this before. Uh, when I was with frogs, this may be worse than the frog. Um, one night when I was I was married, uh, I came in same type as Aaron, two thirty, three in the morning, or what have you. Um, and at that point, we were crating our dogs, and I crawled into the crate with the dogs to feed them, <laughs> and just started petting with them. And she woke up in the morning. And I was uh, I was sleeping with the dog. <laughs> <in his crate. laughs> Were your feet out of like the crate? Oh, or were you all guy, dude. No, we were all in there together, I just, just snuggling. snuggled up. Yeah, we, I think we, he yes. and I were having a talk, and I just snuggled right in <laughs> He's a great listener. You, you spent the night in a dog crate? I sure did. Wow. wow. Yeah, I that sure did. Fascinating. Passed How out right are we there just the now hearing this story? <laughs> I don't know. That, that says something. That reaction coming from the woman who crawled through a doggy door. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Shocked. That's true, okay? But, but mine was for a purpose. <laughs> So is it. You want to have a conversation with the dog? All right. I think think you were actually at one of my Christmas parties. I think it might have been the only Christmas party I've had the last five years when everybody, we were, look, if you come to my house, you're getting overserved. I can assure you that. Uh, Yeah, I know. Um, So uh, I dipped out in the middle of the party and then went downstairs and fell asleep uh, between two huge carpet rolls. (laughs) (laughs) I was just sick of talking. Uh, It was going to be too loud upstairs. So I went downstairs and at some point or another, somebody came down and got me. (laughs) Were the carpet rolls like what you were going to put in your basement? Yes, oh my God. This will do. They were warm. Not as warm as the dog, but they weren't. So I'm assuming she, she took the bullfrog outside. You didn't sleep with the bullfrog. I I don't. Yeah, I think so. I think she. I, I hope it's not jumping around my house. <laughs>
The Burt Show. All right, Abby, you are going to love this, okay? There is a survey that is taken each and every year. If you're single, you guys are going to love this. And since 2020, according to this survey, which is like thousands of singles that they take a look at each and every year, there is one type of man that is not on the list anymore. And it's happened since the pandemic. So let me ask you this before I even tell you who that is. What are the things you specifically are looking for in a partner and see if they line up with the ones that consistently are on this list? Are we talking about the shallow stuff or the or the deep down character stuff? Deep down character stuff. What are you looking for in a partner? Um, Somebody who's stable. Okay. <laughs> Look where we're starting. Um, hang right. on. Let me, let me think. Stable. Teeth. Yeah, teeth, a pulse. <laughs> um, I, I really appreciate a man with good communication skills, somebody mm-hmm. who's not going to bottle things up and then get angry and punch a wall. Okay. Um, have you had that before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, stable, good, uh, good, good communication skills, and funny. Okay. So, um, yeah. Somebody who makes me laugh is always on the list. Always. Okay. These are the five that are always or the most common that are always answered, right? Uh, somebody who respects me. Oh, yeah. Respect is huge. That's yeah. A big one, of course, right? Uh, somebody who I can trust and confide in. Mm hmm. Trustworthy. Trust is a cornerstone of a relationship. For sure. Always makes the list. Uh, you identified this one. Somebody who makes me laugh. Yes. Um, it, according to you, looks are unattractive, but for most are, they are, uh, somebody who is attractive, physically attractive. But I, no, I don't think it's somebody who is like physically attractive, but somebody who is attractive to me. To, to me, yes. Like as long as I find that person attractive. It doesn't I, have to be physically. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, you find that person physically attractive, but that's different for everybody. I don't want everybody to have this blanket, like you picture Brad Pitt, you picture Margot Robbie, and that's what they have to look like. No, uh-huh. it's it's somebody who is that you find attractive. Yeah, well, everybody has their own Brad Pitt or Margot Robbie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine looks like Zach Galifianakis. Right, <laughs> right. Um, so those, uh, uh, and the last one was somebody who makes enough time for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because for it depends on on your um your love language. Like for me time spent together is one of the top ones. That and words of affirmation for me, like I cannot go without. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, according to this, since the pandemic, the list now, now for the first time says someone who is emotionally mature has made the list. That hasn't been on the list before. It has not been. Um, They are assuming that because of the pandemic, people were quarantined quite a bit. Um, And when you're with somebody that much, Mm -hmm. one-on-one with them, it really magnifies what is missing. So when you're stuck with each other, if you're not emotionally mature, that's now on the list. Like, you've got to be emotionally mature. Well, that's basically the second thing that I said, Mm -hmm. to be able to communicate your emotions and not punch a wall. You know, I think that's a cornerstone of being mature. I definitely think the pandemic had something to do with it, but I think that TikTok had a big part in that too. And here's why, because I think TikTok is showing women they're getting on there and talking about their relationships in very real ways and men too, engaging with each other and talking about this. And this Mm. is an issue I have seen uh, come up over and over again for both men and women Mm. is that the emotional maturity and the inability to communicate is a death sentence for a relationship and that, and talking about the mental load and I'm seeing more and more guys get in on it. And these conversations are happening on TikTok, and I really think it is kind of shifting the fabric of our society, which is kind of cool. And I think people are making their mental health a priority. Mm-hmm. So I think by us talking more about mental health and taking care of our own mental health, you're not willing to put up with somebody who is toxic and will take a toll on your own mental health. Which is all going to make total sense when I tell you who's not on the list anymore. <laughs> so in 2022, 87% of singles said it's important for both partners to prioritize mental health. That's exactly what Cassie's talking about. And two-thirds of singles were open to therapy, which I do think is different now. Like back in the day, people either didn't talk about it or if you were going to therapy, something had to be wrong. Well, now we know there's something wrong with all of us. (laughs) Um, It says now more than ever, singles are invested in conscious dating, looking beyond just physical attraction to use dating as they learn about themselves, blah, 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 blah. So which dude is getting the boot? It's the bad boy. Oh. Uh. For the first time on this list, the bad boy, it d- does not make it. And it says. Otherwise men- known as the F boy. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad boy and uh, charismatic potential mate can mean the same things in a lot of ways. Uh, bad boys are charismatic. They're probably high dopamine is what it says, high testosterone. Uh, women go for high testosterone men along with that bravado. He may be the kind of guy who talks himself into a fancy job. Maybe he makes more money. Um, but they do have stats now that says, like, bad boy out and emotionally secure guys in. That's interesting. I mean, bad boys have never been on my list, but charismatic men definitely have. I, I love a man who can walk into a room and kind of... Ca- have a very commanding presence, so I might be the outlier here, but I will say I'm not into F-boys. That has never been on my list. The Burt Show. Mo, why are you ruining your friendship with Katie? I actually genuinely don't know. Katie, why is Mo ruining his relationship with you? Oh, well, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) What's he doing now? That's why she's gathered all of us here today. Yeah, gather around. Why is he pushing you away? Yeah, you know what? That's really what I need to know, Mo. Am I sabotaging it? Now. Is this fear of intimacy? (laughs) That's been known to be a thing. (laughs) I would like to believe that we're best friends, right, Mo? I'd say. How close would you say we are? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Yep. You sure? Close as they get. Oh. And how long have you been feeling that we are 10 out of 10? (laughs) Two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's starting to go down already. (laughs) So, it's it's weird, because I would say that, Mo... It should be a 10 out of 10. Absolutely. But I don't believe it is now. And here's why. So for me, it's very hard to trust someone with my location, right? (laughs) And, oh, oh, don't you laugh, Mo. (laughs) Don't you laugh. Do you guys share locations with each other? No, no. That's a funny question. We're we're getting there. We're we're getting there. Uh, Okay. So, like, when Mo and I hang out, he's always like, you know, let me know when you make it home safely. You know, let me know, let me know, let me know. And then sometimes he's like, Katie, you didn't text me that you made it home safely. It annoys me. I don't like that. Uh-huh. Yes, it's become a thing. And so... Daddy the- Bart's the same way. Yeah, okay, he gets it. <laughs> One night when we were out, I was like, you know what, I'll just share my location because I know I'm probably not going to tell you if I made it home. So I'm going to share my location for, like, the rest of the night because mm-hmm. you can do it for, like, five hours and definitely mm-hmm. whatever. So I did it for like 24 hours that he would have my location so that he knew that I made it home. And as expected, I didn't text him, but I knew he knew, right? Uh-huh. Did you check said location to see I if did she... not. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> didn't know that. Uh- <laughs> I didn't know how to do it at that time. Okay. So then the next day, I get a notification that says, Mo is sharing his location with you indefinitely. And I'm like, oh, we just reached a new friendship milestone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, once we're locked in, ain't no switching up. Right. Right? This this is serious business. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, oh, well, I had to share my location with him indefinitely now. Like, now he's in my friend group. There's only five people who have my location and can track me. And Mo was now a part of that five. That's real family right there. That's true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Finally, after all these years. Who right? are the other five? Mom, aunt, right? Well, okay. Well, I... Take my mom out of it. I'm thinking of my iPhone. But yes, my mom, my mm-hmm. aunt, uh, my two best friends. Okay. And then Mo. Okay. Oh, and actually my brother. So then that makes sense. I mean, it's pretty much family right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I'm just so excited. I'm like, so I send him a text. I'm like, oh, we share locations now. What? <laughs> this is what we're doing. Woo! It's a he's new like, level of intimacy. Yes. He's uh-huh. like, yes, this is, this is you know, great. Um, But, you know, I have to tell you a story about how this all happened. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We'll talk about it. So the next time we hang out, we're sitting down. I'm like, what made you want to share, you know, your location with me? Like, how did we get to this point? He's like... <laughs> Katie, it was an accident. (laughs) I actually don't know what I did. (laughs) And then all the excitement just left. Because he wasn't intentionally trying to share his location with me. I felt bad. I did, but I don't. I didn't realize in that moment how much this meant to Katie. Because had I known, I would have lied. Yeah. But I I don't share my location with anyone. Like no one has my. I have like all my family's location. No one has mine. But do you do you still have Mo's location? Yes. Well, see, he could have when he accidentally that's, did it. Mm-hmm. He could have. That's where I was going. Yeah. Go because I so did it. What happened was I I picked up my old laptop. Because I wanted to screen, watch football. It's a whole thing. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> when I when I picked up my old laptop, I guess things pop up 
like that have been on your phone or whatever from that stored with your cl- so that was one of the things that popped up and I was trying to get to the game so I was just okay and stuff like I just <laughs> like, alright okay 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 and one of the things I okayed was uh, do you want to share your location with Katie I didn't realize that I did that mm-hmm. but I do remember seeing it so when she texted me I instantly knew oh that must have been one of the things I okayed but then when she asked me about it I, mm-hmm. I probably should have lied but I told her no I, I did do it by accident but I didn't delete it. So it should count the same. You didn't even need to lie. You just didn't need to say anything at all. Touche. Right? Yes. And this is what I'm saying about relationships. I mean, it, in order to have a healthy relationship, you can't have 100% honesty. It doesn't work. You got to sit at around 98%. Exactly. And I was so deflated. So if you just nod your head and be like, yeah, Katie, we're we're here now. I would have been okay. I would have never been any the wiser. And the fact that you left it on, I feel like it's only because he felt bad. It's like, I accidentally do it. Now I, I did it. Now I can't really take it back. Oh, okay. So here we are. Somewhat. But, <laughs> but I also, I didn't want you, I thought it might have been weird to you, like that I just did that out of nowhere. Like, why would Mo just like request my location and send me his on a random day, a random Sunday or whatever it was? So I, I didn't want you to think I was being like some kind of creep about it, which is also <laughs> why I was like, well, well, let me kind of explain how we got here. But it's cool now that we're here. I never would have thought that because it's not like I've only known you for six months. It's been years of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time we've reached this point. I, I feel like having, <laughs> having shared location services is the new Netflix password. Because you can't do that nearly as much anymore. And that used to be the sign of intimacy right now. We're sharing a Netflix account, right? And now you can't do that nearly as much. So now if you're sharing your location, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal, Mo. Uh, oh, I now only, not only am I joined with yours. I check on you. And I had no idea how advanced this thing was. Man, this thing tell you when the person is driving, when yep. they turn the corner. I was like, okay, I'm definitely not giving anybody else <laughs> my location. It's too much. The Burt Show. All right, let's get Leanne on here and finish some business with her because yesterday she hits us up. And we've talked about this before that... When people get random DMs or random texts from some saying that, hey, just want to let you know something, your man or your woman is messing around on you. Yes, it's an easy way to screw with somebody, but also we have found, at least on this show, most of the time it's true, right? That's been our history. That's been our history, yeah. And that's what's been going on with Leanne here. Hey, Leanne. Hey, good morning, you guys. Yeah, excuse me, because I wasn't here yesterday. So can you get me up to speed on exactly how you're feeling, how where these texts or DMs came from, and, and why we're here today? Well, they were anonymous. And I, I so I'm just like, what? I, I just, it's so confusing. And because, I, I mean, I've been with my boyfriend. We've been together almost three years. Everything I thought was great. Um, but then, I mean, we... We don't spend as much time together as we want because we're just, we work all the time, but like, we're really happy together. But I, I got this direct message on Instagram and it like, it's, it's weird. Like it, the account seems to have been created just only for the reason to send me a DM and they sent me links to your past war of the roses, all these segments that you guys do. Mm-hmm. And Every time I respond to the DM and I ask, like, who are you or why are you sending this to me, they just keep sending another one. And then yesterday um, they sent me your email address, and I was like, well, what's this email for? And they're like, trust me, you should email them. And then so now the Insta account, like, it's been totally deleted, and I'm just confused because it seems like, Whoever this anonymous person is, like, they're trying to hint at the idea of my boyfriend cheating on me. And, like, I mean, am I supposed to have you guys do War of the Roses? Like, I guess that's what it is. And so I'm just confused. I don't know. Like, there's no other reason unless he's cheating. I just feel like why is somebody going to go anonymously, like, to all this trouble? Yeah, this isn't a hint. This is, I mean, literally telling you exactly what to do. It's cryptic, but it's not cryptic. It's cryptic in the fact that you have no idea who it is, but obviously sending you segment after segment after segment of our War of the Roses, and then obviously sending our email address saying you need to, Mm -hmm. that that right there was the telltale sign, like, 
they th- they they're trying to tell your boyfriend's cheating on you and that you should reach out to us to do War of the Roses, which is of course what what you decided you wanted to do. And again, this isn't being ominous because I haven't seen the results. Uh, well, maybe it is being ominous. Um, just that most in most cases when this has happened, um, we find out that it, that is the case. You would think it's just somebody messing with somebody else, but for the most part, it's truth. You are freaking me out now, Tommy. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, Kristen has got the results mm-hmm. for you. All right, so okay. um, Leanne, we sent a fake promotional email to the address you provided us for your boyfriend of three years. He was offered a free bouquet of flowers, able to choose from several options with pictures. His four options were, you make me daisy. The most cheerful basket of white daisies will drive anyone crazy with delight. He also could choose between midnight mystery, dark tu- uh, dark purple tulips scattered with delicate white baby's breath. It will remind her of those late night special moments. Then there's Heaven Scent. The mix of garden roses, lavender, jasmine, and gardenias will fill the air while you fill her heart. And then lastly, Bloomerang. Two dozen long-stemmed red roses, a classic bouquet for the one your heart desires. So he's asked to share some promo codes for a percentage off a future order with family and friends. We sent this first promotional email at 9.54 a.m., and he took no time whatsoever, and the man likes a deal. He ordered at 10.02 a.m., and he did choose Bloomerang, two dozen long stem roses, the classic bouquet for the one your heart desires. Mm. Um, he set the delivery date for um, Thursday morning, which is tomorrow, and he's sending the flowers to you. Whoa, that's a plot twist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. Okay. Now, okay. This is the longest card we've ever had. Okay. And he wrote, Leanne, I love you more than words and wanted this to be unique. I'm not cheating, but I think you already knew that. Your mystery Instagram DMer was me. What? I know you love the bird show, and I thought this would be one way to involve them and make this special. Your family and friends will be listening. I'll be listening. So I have one question for you. Will you marry me? What <laughs> the H? Hey, we have done this for a long time, and we have never had this happen. I, 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 ha- I have... Conflicting emotions. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to answer the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so confused right now, and I'm. So, um. Okay. They, we. He. So, Josh, I love you so much. I love you so much, but I hate you right now. <laughs> that's, that's my conflicting feelings too. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. So, Leanne. Okay, yeah, Leanne. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, I'll marry you, but I hate you right yeah. now. Hey. Welcome to marriage. Yes. <laughs> with I hate. can't think of a better example of marriage than that. Um, yeah, so let's talk about it for a second. <laughs> so, you guys, congr- I'm at work. I'm at work right now. What are, like, what am I supposed to do now? Where well, do I go? Well, I think she, in all sincerity, I don't think she needs to talk to us anymore. I think she needs to call yeah. Josh. Wow. Why don't you get off? You go ahead. You go call uh, Josh. Congratulations. Your fiance. Uh-huh, your fiance. <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about you behind your back. Okay? Oh, my God. I... Oh, my God, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's awesome. Congratulations. Okay. Okay, we'll talk We will talk to you tomorrow, okay? Okay. When it all, all sinks right. in. Congrats. That's awesome. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. I'm what? so excited. Wow. Oh. I, I'm super excited, too, but I'm also like, what the hell just happened? What? Um. <laughs> so different reactions. I'm tearing up. You're just like, what happened? I, I just think... Leading her into a proposal by making her think that he was cheating on him could have been better thought out. I, 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 I agree. Uh, All I mean, radio at that. We do a lot of segments on this show. Yeah. Leanne, I love you more than words <laughs> and wanted this to be unique. I'm not cheating, but I think you already knew that. Your mystery Instagram DMer was me. I know you've loved the Burt show. 
and I thought this would be one way to involve them and make this special. Your family and friends will be listening. I'll be listening. I have one question for you. Will you marry me? Now, in retrospect, Josh, you could have emailed us and said, hey, can I come into the show, (laughs) into the studio, and we could all call Leanne and I could propose to her on the air. She will be surprised. That would have worked also. More creative. It, it's very creative. It, it, it was certainly unique. Yeah. Unique t- is the right word. That was the right word. Okay. I'll let you guys Just, have it. Yeah, let them have it. Let them have it. Yep. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. SZA says she felt like Drake tried to sabotage her on their most recent collab. So they just put together a song called Slime You Out, and it was this huge song. It debuted at number one on the Hot 100 charts. But SZA revealed in a recent interview with WSJ Magazine that she felt like, honestly... Drake was trying to sabotage her during the process of creating it. So she said, I handed in the first draft to Drake and he says he's putting it on his album. And she says, I'm scared because I handed in second vocals and he didn't use those. And now I'm like, are you trying to sabotage me? She says, I know that's not true. I literally know that's not true, but that's how bad I feel about my first draft. When it comes, when things come from an effortless space, I almost can't enjoy it. If you accept my first draft, I won't trust you. She feels like she's doing a better job on the second time around. So Hmm. she felt like, if he's using the first one, he's trying to make her look bad, but that obviously mm. isn't the case because the song went number one, so it was amazing. Maybe she thought it sounded better, but he he liked the first version. He liked the first. He preferred the first version. I think a lot of artists struggle with that. I struggle with that. Like my engineer always like takes the first cut because typically as an mm-hmm. artist, whatever you do first, mm-hmm. effortlessly, like she said, is probably as good as it's going to get. But you hear something completely different and you try to constantly fix those little mistakes yeah. when in actuality, it typically mm-hmm. sounds the best it's going to sound the first time. Anytime we try to replicate like a conversation that we have off the air that is really funny or interesting and we're like, hold on, hold on, let's talk about this on the air. It is never yep. nearly mm-hmm. as good. Never. It's always the best the first time. Yeah. As a perfectionist, I feel this way all the time, especially like when it came to my podcast. If I if I finish something in like an hour, I'm like, this normally takes me like seven hours, so this is way too easy, so it must not be good. But I think perfectionists, we got to take a step back and realize not everything needs to be hard. Can I pause for just one second? Yeah. I'm having an ADD moment. Yeah. Um. Totally off subject. Okay. For somebody that knows nothing about baseball, why are you wearing a Rangers jersey? My dad used to work for the Rangers. Oh, he did? Yes. Okay, I was wondering what the connection was. And I know things about baseball. Name two players on the Rangers right now. The um, Pudge, Pudge Rodriguez. He retired like 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the last time I went to a Rangers game. Okay. Still impressive. Okay. All right. That's no, all right. Nolan Ryan, Bert. <laughs> I was just curious because it's not like we talk about sports a lot. And here the Rangers are leading the World Series, and you're wearing a shirt, and I've never seen that before. I've had the sweatshirt for forever, but I've never worn it because we're in Braves territory. (laughs) All right, well, maybe Pudge hits a home run tonight. (laughs) In your defense, this is the sports equivalent of when you wear a band t-shirt, and a guy's like, name three songs. Yeah. Named a guitarist in 1949 on that band. No, it's not, because this is like the front runner in the World Series right now. My dad was on the Rangers payroll for okay. like five right. years. Fair enough. That, that is fair. Yeah. Just wondering. I have been through, well, now it's a new stadium. But. Who, who's that made by Bandwagon Apparel? <laughs> no. Her dad worked for the team. Her dad was Pudge Rodriguez. Nolan <laughs> Ryan is a cousin. My dad had an office in that stadium. Okay. All right. I just wanted to know what the connection was. Got it. Wait, right. You came in hot with that question. Would you like to apologize? No, I think it's a lame reason, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> apologize right now. I am so sorry. Thank you. Back, back to my segment. <laughs> Got things to you're talk really, about. You really kind of made it right when you named Pudge Rodriguez. That was, so that was, that was beautiful. I'm, he's go my on. favorite player just because I liked his name. Anyway. All right. This is how you know someone's committed to their job. A TMZ reporter went on a literal run with ASAP Rocky because she needed answers to her questions. Could be like that. the next great way to interview celebrities. You know, they got the uh-huh. hot 
ones where you're doing the uh, spicy chicken wings. This could be a great way. They already do that. Do they? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think um, Ashton Kutcher does this or something. Like he works out and interviews celebrities okay. while they're working out. All right, you got the drive, uh, the, the interview while you're driving the car gimmick. This could work. Yeah, I like this way. Uh, keep doing it. They can chase you for the interview. <laughs> Matthew Perry's old friends have a brutal statement about his ex fiance. I'll share it with you on your next e buzz on the Burt Show. Hey. The Bird Show. Well, we're having such a good time on the show today. Let's put a stop to that. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I've been uh, telling you guys now for the last couple of weeks, or I've been hinting at, I've got a lot of stress going on in my life right now. Um, Go ahead. This is our family meeting, correct? This is one of our family meetings this week, right? We're going to have uh, one, maybe, maybe, probably one other one. One other one this, this week. week. The next one will, the, the third and final one will be next week. Yeah, and the overall scheme of things, um, quite honestly, uh, well, I don't, yeah, this yeah. is in the overall scheme of things, this is probably the least concerning, but it's still pretty bad. Um, I don't even ha- I've been trying to think of how and what to say when it comes to this now for a week and a half or two weeks. And as I start this segment, I still don't know. Um, so I'm just going to speak from the heart and I'm in a very mentally and emotionally tough spot because I don't want to inflict pain here. But I, I want to be honest with you guys. I, I know I don't quite, I, I don't owe you guys anything, but when you do the kind of a show that we do and we bring you guys into our lives, it just feels right that when things aren't going so great, we have always shared that with you and things are not going so great. Um, my engagement is over. Um, Tiffany and I uh, broke up. Um, I want to be clear that... I'm the one that left the relationship. And now the really, really tough part. And I want to pick my words so carefully because they are not intended to hurt at all. I really respect her. Tiffany is a very, very good person. Um, In the overall scheme of things, I left the relationship because there was a lot of inequality. There wasn't a lot of Equity, equality, I think is what I'm looking for. I didn't feel in this relationship. Um, I feel like when you're in a relationship that there has to be give and take equally. You know, you go through stages in relationships where one is available to give more than the other and it goes back and forth. Um, Brene Brown actually just like talked about that, that, that it's not 50-50 all the time. Sometimes it's, it's 70-30, sometimes it's 60-40, sometimes it's 10-90, and it fluctuates from side to side just depending on what the person is capable of giving on any given day. Sometimes it has to be, though. Yeah. Um, and without getting into specifics, for a very long time, I have verbalized to Tiffany that I didn't think that there was equity in this relationship on a bunch of different levels, not just one thing, on a bunch of different levels that were really, really important to me. And I'm sad about this breakup. I'm also struggling with some anger about the relationship also because I don't think it ever needed to get here. Um, I I feel a little bit hopeless. Um, And she and I have talked about this also. And neither one of you wanted it to get here, of course. Of course not. No, 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 no. You know, and and, and Tiffany's going to have her story to tell on on how we got to this place or how I got to this place. But there were, there were it, it's been so long that I kind of feel like I've been sacrificing my values in a lot of areas in this relationship that it really started to chip away at my self-esteem. And... I feel like I verbalized it for a very, very, very long time and trying to change it. And there was no change until my resentment built up so much that there was just nothing left in the tank for me anymore. And you just got to a point of no return for sure. Um, and what I'm mad about is that, um, you know, and nobody's perfect in a relationship, that's for sure. We had some com- communication problems that we were dealing with also that we have been dealing with since day number one, which I certainly will take some responsibility for. Um, but I feel uh, part of me is walking away cleanly because I know for sure in my heart I was a fantastic role model to her daughter. Um, I know that 
I worked really, really hard to provide her and Eliza this amazing life. I know that I made her a better mother. I know that I supported her when she was trying to go through some business stuff also. Every step of the way, I really felt like I did my part. And the frustration comes from me in that, and she'll, she has admitted this also um, in looking back at it, that you know, for five and a half years, I've been verbalizing where I'm at, and there have been no changes. And she's done a real deep dive in her own life also and asking herself, like, why didn't she make those changes? And she's been very, very honest with herself about it. But the truth of the matter is that the the time that she she saw it and saw it from my side, I had a foot out the door already, and it was just too late. Mm. And I'm really you, sorry, by the way. It, it, it um, so am I. So am I. I um, I feel really, really sad about it. And like I said, I'm still dealing with some anger issues because, you know, I've been in the house now for the last two days, and it's the first two days by myself, really. I've been hanging out with friends. I've been spending the night at other people's homes, and my house is just so quiet now. And I'm just used to Eliza being there 50% of the time. And even if I didn't get to hang out with her for hours at a night, at least I got to say goodnight to her at night. I got to see her do at least one cartwheel in the living room before she went to bed. And I really valued that time that we had together. And I don't have it now. And I feel like it could have been avoided. And I'm, I'm kind of pissed about it. Um. I've done a lot of soul searching over the last couple of weeks. And one of the things I've always tried to, I've never been able to figure out is why I stay in relationships until I get to a point where I was never miserable in this relationship. I was just really like, it just got bad for me. And I stayed in and I fought and I fought and I fought and I fought. And one of the things I realize now is I have done this in all of my relationships based on some stuff that happened to me in my childhood. And this all goes back to, I hate talking about mommy issues when you're my age, but you know, I went out to California when I was very, very young in the divorce with my mom and my dad. When I got out to California, my dad devised a scheme for me to live out with him in California. And that scheme was to come back to New York and tell my mom every single day, how much I missed California. And he told me just to be a pain in the ass every single day. So I did that. And within three months, my mom had given me up and let me go and hang with my dad in California to live there. And he filled my head with so much crap about my mom that when she would call to say, hey, how are you? I'm like, hey, you never loved. My dad would tell me your mom never loved you. She never loved any of her sons. No mother would ever give up her sons. And I bought into it as a nine-year-old. Of course you would. And she never came to visit, never knocked on the door, nothing. What my dad knew, and I now know years later, is that whenever things got just a little bit hard for my mom, just a little bit hard, she bailed. She bailed on both of my brothers. She bailed on me. Anytime there was just a little bit of friction or tension, she would cut people off and would leave immediately. So I think somewhere... In my soul, I promised myself I was never going to be like that. In business relationships, in personal relationships also, I will stay and I will fight and fight and fight because I just don't want to give up. And I did that in this relationship also. Um, a lot of it had to do with Eliza because I, I wanted this. I wanted this family that we had built together, this family that was going on vacations together and sharing moments together. We had amazing times together. And I fought and fought and fought for it on my end. And I can walk away cleanly, but it still hurts. And I'm still kind of mad about it. We're all very sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We love you. Thank you. And um, man, I've got so much to share over the course of the next couple of days, how much I've learned about my friends and how what real friendship is, how people embrace you when you really, really are down and you learn who your friends are real, real quick when you're at your lowest point. For sure. So those that are listening know who you are and I love you guys for it and thank you. We love you too. Thank you guys. You guys have been there every step of the way and I have been a real POS at times the last couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So that's family meeting number one. Yeah, just do me a favor. Take as much time as you need to process and don't feel like you have to put it all out there. I think I just did. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I really didn't know what I was going to say when I started this segment. And I do not want this to reflect poorly on Tiffany because mm-hmm. she got her own baggage also, man. Um, she's getting in touch with the reasons why she didn't react a certain way when she clearly heard my words but kind of fought them and didn't do anything about it. She's not a bad person. She was stuck in a place too. And we're both kind of here now. She didn't want this. She didn't want it either. So I'm not really sure how to get out of this. So well, why don't you do it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a bird well, show. now it's time to heal. Okay. Hey, the bird show. All right. Uh, what are we doing here? Cassie, update on food delivery accountability. You want to start your own break? Yes. I admitted to you guys that I had a very big problem and it was draining my bank accounts dry. And so I came on here and asked for help. And of course, Kristen managed to turn it into something beautiful for a bird's big adventure and something detrimental for me. So (laughs) I am addicted to food delivery services and to the point where it wasn't just like, oh, what did you do a couple of times a week? No, every day, sometimes multiple meals a day because... And which app was your drug of choice? Uber Eats. (laughs) Uber Eats all the time, hit that platinum status, whatever, like (laughs) literally (laughs) to the point where my notes for delivery are so long because I've run to every single problem. So I address all the problems in the like drop off notes. Did you tell us how much per month you were spending on no, that? You never no. that was part of the punishment. Okay. Because I refuse to look because it will make me feel so sick. I know it's a lot. <laughs> I know it's a lot. But here's the reason I did it and here's how I justified it was of all the things like in the morning, because I would order it for breakfast a lot. In the morning, cutting out breakfast, cooking it at home is so time consuming. I would rather sleep. I'm mm-hmm. so tired. Sure. I have two young kids, so I'm like, cool, can cut that out. The same, like, if I'm cooking lunch for them, oh, I'll just order a taco for me, whatever. Like, it just made things easier, and it kind of felt like it became part of my, quote-unquote, village. When you have kids, mm-hmm. I needed somebody to help me out, and so it was Uber Eats, mm-hmm. my closest friend <laughs> that I made. <laughs> but it, it was out of hand, and it was out of control, and it got to the point where I wasn't using it as sort of like, a, oh, I overslept this morning. Oh, I want to sleep in. It was like a crutch. Like, cool, I'll get to work, and then order Uber Eats. And it's just really expensive, and I think the wake-up call was when I wasn't paying attention and I ordered a healthy Mexican fast food place. I'm not going to name it. And it was um, $70 for one bowl. What? Yes. $70 for one bowl? Because of all of the fees. And I wasn't paying attention because I was like, what is this going to be? Like 20, but a little higher than in store. Okay. That's my my like tax that I would pay, right? I call it the ADHD tax or whatever. <laughs> just what you're going to pay because you didn't plan ahead or you weren't able to do it. And I, the order had already been submitted and I looked and I was like, $70? And that includes Whoa. tip, but I can't do this. Like that is, that made me feel so sick to my stomach. I couldn't shake it for mm-hmm. the rest of the day. And I was like, I have a real problem. So I came in here and Kristen came up with a great idea of, if I ordered Uber Eats in October... Or any delivery service, yes, DoorDash, any, doesn't matter who. Any, any, if I went on there and ordered any of it, then um, I would have to pay everything. Like, I would have to tally up how much I spent for the year on Uber Eats and then pay that amount, donate it to Bird's Pick Adventure. Mm. So not only would you have to spend that money, but you'd have to disclose on air how much money you spent, which you said would be, like, the real punishment. Yeah, yeah, because... Donating to Bird's Big Event, sure, whatever. Like, that that makes me feel good. But telling people or even seeing myself how much I spent, no. Mm. So it has been all of October, <laughs> and I was successful. Oh, very Woo! good. Okay. I you're did. Not, good for you. You've learned how to circumvent the system, too. There was one morning where every day on the show, we pretty much do a group order, Uber Eats style. Mm-hmm. And... Cassie happened to remember that like three months ago, I owed her for a biscuit. (laughs) So she had me (laughs) Uber Eats the biscuit for her, but she didn't break her rule. That was a payback. It was very smart. Now, I will say there was a morning because I had been, of course, complaining to my husband. I'm so hungry, like at work, because I'm still not making breakfast. I haven't gotten around to that yet. And he sent me, he's like, it's not healthy for you to be hungry. So he sent me a bagel from Einstein's via Uber Eats. So even though I didn't order it, I'm still going to make a donation to Bert's Big Adventure to acknowledge that order. Not for the full amount, but to acknowledge the bagel. Yes, just to acknowledge the bagel and the chicken biscuit. But I did it, and it was a lot easier than I thought. There were definitely times where I was dragging, like, oh, God, I really wish I could do it. But it just made me realize 
I was using it as a safety crutch, and yeah. it's a very easy thing to cut out now. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you how much right. money you saved in October. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be so rich. Take the W, man. Take yeah, the W. I am. All right, Kaylee, a couple of days ago, <laughs> sort of wrote this beautiful anniversary letter to his wife and got the help of ChatGPT and has loved the responses to it. Well, I loved it. My wife didn't. She... <laughs> Apparently didn't give any credit to me. <laughs> well, you didn't write for it. the amazingly sweet post. I didn't write it because I'm not great with my words sometimes, and so therefore, oh, we're well, aware. You're not great with your words, but you have your own podcast. Well, you know, the numbers are well, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe in terms of when I'm speaking to her, I'm not great with my words. Well, or when I'm on this? air, having to talk about. My life and other people. Mm. <laughs> How about maybe maybe it's not that you're not great with your words. You're just not eloquent at showcasing your love for her in the written form. Well, Correct. It, there it, you go, it, Kristen. That's Thank not you. even the problem here. The problem is what you entered in a chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> you're not well, great at that. Even if, <laughs> <laughs> I, I even jacked that up. <laughs> Which was, again, what? I said... Uh, Write my um, wife an anniversary, an anniversary letter. She's a mother of three. And, you know, and basically tell her how much I love her. But <laughs> write it in the style and era of the Civil War. <laughs> okay. And if you want a little clip, I, can, yeah. I just, my dearest Aaron, as I sit by the flicker, flickering glow of my hearth, <laughs> my heart swells with gratitude for the years we have shared. Today on this anniversary, I am reminded of the battles we faced, not on the battlefield, but in the journey of life. It's not a hearth, it's a hearth. hearth. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would come Hearth, hearth, you are right. You're not good at words. Yeah. <laughs> But the response, which I thought was going to be people calling me out left and right. Because you posted this on Facebook with no disclaimer that this was written by ChatGPT in the era of the Civil War. Correct. You just posted this like it was a loving tribute to your wife and for your was, anniversary. And it was with photos from our wedding and whatnot. And, and you straddling the barrel? Yes. <laughs> Yes. The wine barrel. We, we, we got mar married at a winery. Uh -huh. So did Cassie. Same winery, Wolf Mountain. So yeah, I was I was I was riding the barrel like I was a bull. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here, here are some of the responses. Okay, and that is one of the photos you shared in their anniversary post. One of the many. It was. Okay. I am so proud of the wonderful, loving man you've turned out to be. Aaron and the kids are lucky to have you. What an amazingly sweet post. You are so my hall pass. Whoa, whoa, okay. Well said. It was from a guy, by the way. Oh. Well said in such beautiful words. What a wonderful man who can put the words of truth and love on a platform for all to see. May God bless your marriage in the many years you've... <laughs> well, yeah. What a beautiful gift. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Uh, beautiful words, Kaylee. The world needs more men like you. <laughs> Did he really just post this? Looking at Kay Lee, look at Kay Lee growing up on us. <laughs> I have to say, good job, Aaron. I knew you had your hands full, but you were strong enough to handle him. <laughs> How does it make you feel that AI is a better man than you are? I know. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, it's neither here nor there. So these responses indicate like people didn't real like did they understand what the assignment no, was? They didn't understand. They it. thought right. that was a legit letter right. written by Kaylee to wow. his wife for their yeah, I mean, like people think <laughs> I I mean <laughs> I've got it. People think I got Take it. Take the wins as they come, bro. <laughs> That's right. Hey, happy anniversary. Thank you. The Bird Show.